is that it's not your job to pour out so much of yourself where it costs you your independence, your individuality, or your identity. Hi, and welcome to the Girl Who Can podcast. I am so, so happy you're here. It's time for you to remember that you are the girl who is valuable, inspiring, and deserves to live in the confidence that is uniquely yours. Because my friend, you are the girl who can, but we're also not a place that expects or promises perfection because striving and hustling for the perfect looking life, one, doesn't exist, and two, will rob you of who you were created to be. So stick around and let me remind you of how to be the girl who can with who you already are. In this podcast, we have conversations that inspire you to be productive, stay rooted in purpose, but also learn how to embrace the imperfection that is just part of the journey and remember that you're not alone in that. So hi, I'm Arissa, registered dietitian by trade, but most importantly, your friend, and I've made it my mission to live and share with you the importance of working hard, but also resting well. So I invite you to be the girl who shows up for herself as we get into today's episode. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. If you are new here, you probably heard a little bit about me from the intro. And if you skipped the intro, you missed a good one. So go rewind and listen to it. But I'm Marissa and I'm your host. If you are new here, grateful for you. If you are a returning listener, you already know who I am and you probably did skip the intro because you've heard it multiple times, but I am happy you're here as well. And actually I just wanted to take some time first to reintroduce myself because we do have some new friends around here. We're about to hit 30k downloads, which is so, so amazing. I love each and every one of you guys, whether you're returning or new, appreciate every single one of you. If you are somebody who is just jumping right in and haven't listened to any previous episodes, obviously I am very new to you, but I am just a normal girl living in Texas, but I am from California originally born and raised there. I just moved here to Texas a little bit right outside of Austin about a year ago. I'm a registered dietitian. I love all things nutrition and food clearly, but no, I am not the food police. I was just having this conversation with somebody recently over the weekend, but I feel like when I tell people that I'm a dietitian, they're like, oh my gosh, don't look at what I'm eating. Or they immediately start to go into detail about their personal diet and the, all the fad diets they've tried in the last year. But I'm not somebody who is going to stand there and judge what you are eating because I think the best diet that you can have is one that you can enjoy and sustain. Um, So long story short, I'm not the food police. I am a Christian. I am currently a cat mom to a cat that has three legs. His name is T. Timo, but we call him T for short. Um, I enjoy personal development clearly and empowering people, specifically women and girls around me. That's a whole premise of this platform. Um, I thought I couldn't bake to save my life. That's another fun fact about me, but I have since proved myself wrong lately. We're on a good streak right now. I've successfully baked my own sourdough the past three weeks. We're going strong. Go me. I'm very proud of that. The first one I ever made though, literally was like a hockey puck and could probably break a window. So, but I have redeemed myself. So if you think there's something out there you can't do, my baking skills prove that you can redeem yourself and 
go reach your goals. <laughs> I'm 28. I'm currently engaged and getting married in September, which I'm so excited for. Tyler and I were had a bit of like, oh my gosh, moment today because we were sitting there and realized our wedding's like almost four months away, is four months away in just a week or two, which is so amazing. And we're so excited uh, to marry each other and just all the planning stuff really has not been stressful. Uh, A lot of people say that wedding planning is very stressful and we have just been enjoying that process and enjoying each other because we know we're not going to be engaged ever again. And this is just a really special season. Um, But that's me on a very surface level introduction. All of those things are the what but doesn't really tell you who I am, right? And at 28, sometimes I feel like I'm still on that journey to understanding the who I am better. And I am very much aware that who I am is going to evolve as I turn 29 and 30, 31, 32. And when I look back at my early 20s, that was a different Arissa. I mean, 21 Arissa to 28 Arissa is not the same human being, which is honestly really awesome to reflect on because I think about if I were to stay who I was as a 21 year old, that would be really concerning. So as I'm approaching the later half of my 20s, I wanted to do a few special episodes on what I would tell my younger self or just anybody in their 20s, what I've learned and honestly some things that I still remind myself of now, because a majority of the audience that are listening to this podcast are in their 20s, um, maybe early 30s. And actually a listener reached out to me wanting to, wanting me to dig deeper into how to maximize her 20s, which I thought was an awesome topic. So side note, if you guys ever have anything you want me to talk about, first, I don't claim to be an expert on any topic out there, but I just want to be that person in your ear weekly, hopefully speaking some truth over you. One, so you know you're not alone and you're being heard, but two, you deserve to be encouraged because each episode that I put out, I want to provide that sense of truth and encouragement to you because you deserve that, especially if you feel like you don't get that right now in your life. And if that's you, I'm really sorry, but you do deserve to have people around you that lift you up. And if I can just start to be that person for you, I'm doing my job. Um, but three, so we can all move in a positive direction and be the girl's who can as a collective, as a community to hype each other up and move each other into that right direction. And um, so you, with all that said, you can reach out to me on social media at the girl who can podcast or at Aris Lujano. Both are linked in the show notes and reach out to me. Let me know who you are, what you want more of a topic. Um, yeah, because I love hearing from you guys, from you guys, who you are and want these episodes to relate to you. But anyways, I digress how to make the most out of your 20s. First, I mean, these can be like 10 different, this could be a whole podcast, you know, meaning like all my episodes are about how to make the most out of your 20s. But first, your 20s are a transformative time in your life, filled really with endless opportunities and chances to define yourself, make mistakes, move forward, have wins. But 
we all know it can also be a time of confusion, right? And a lot of uncertainty. You're coming out of college, you're in college, you maybe want to change your career, you feel like school wasn't the right decision for you, you feel like your first career isn't your dream career, you feel like you should be making more money, you don't know if you should leave your hometown, your parents are asking you when you're going to get married, all your friends are in relationships, I mean, fill in the blank, right? Kind of the list goes on when you're in your 20s. And I think a lot of you guys who just listen to that list can relate to. So because of that, I just want to say you are not supposed to have it all figured out in your 20s. Some people around you might look like they have it all figured out. And I think that's what social media often tells us. But guess what? Let them have it figured out. If that's what it looks like, let them have it figured out. The first step here to be happy in your 20s is to be happy for the people around you. The more time you spend in your 20s, especially in your early 20s, wishing you had somebody else's life, wishing you got the other job, wishing you were making more money, wishing you lived out of your hometown, the more time you are putting energy towards those things, wishing you had somebody else's life, um, is the more time you're wasting. And when I reflect on my early 20s, I wasted a lot of time doing this. Um, because you're wasting your energy on honestly something that doesn't even matter. Now, I will say, if you're looking at somebody else with a sense of inspiration and you really are happy for them and they inspire you to grow and move forward, that's a different story. But if you're looking at somebody with jealousy, comparison, etc., that is a waste of energy and a waste of your 20s because where does that get any of you? when you really think about that. The only thing I can think of is nowhere and stuck in a negative mindset, stuck in comparison, stuck in worrying. And I know I say that out loud and it is totally easier said than done, but this is coming from a place of I have been there and it is so much more freeing to let go of that. And so much more, you are able to take more advantage of your 20s when you're able to recognize this. But if you are the person right now that is stuck in comparison jealousy, I encourage you to scroll down to the episode of the girl who can let go of comparison or who can stop jealousy and be happy for her friends and start there. But for now, we move on with the episode and let's talk about first relationships in your 20s romantic ones specifically is where I'll start. But now I say this again, everything I'm about to say is an opinion. I'm not a relationship expert. I'm not a relationship coach by any means. I am just speaking from personal experience. And when I reflect back on my early twenties, mid twenties, there was a lot of compromise that I allowed to happen. I am taking responsibility for that because that was, yes, I was in relationships and I was dating. And in that moment, it was very easy to put the blame on somebody else, but you have control over your actions, over your thoughts. Um, And when I say there was a lot of compromise that happened in my early to mid twenties, I compromised my self-worth, my morals, my beliefs, and really what I was willing to tolerate all for the sake of some attention, wanting to feel wanted or wanting to feel like I was important to somebody else. And don't get me wrong, like we are human. 
even to this day, like in, I'm in a relationship now, but everybody desires for that connection with somebody. And, but what this, what this led to in my early to mid twenties was a loss of my identity. And I wouldn't ever consider myself being desperate in relationships. I never was that in my dating life, like needing to be in a relationship or constantly needing to be with somebody at all times. Like that just wasn't me. But what I did think happened was that I thought I was strong enough to fix other people. Well, yes, we are definitely called to show grace towards others and love and care on one another in a romantic relationship, in a friendship. But what I would say to someone in their 20s and young 20 self is that it's not your job to pour out so much of yourself where it costs you your independence, your individuality, or your identity. I'm going to say that again. It's not your job to pour out so much of yourself where it costs you your independence, your individuality, or identity. And that's what happened to me. So I don't want you to make that mistake if that is currently the position that you're in or that's a hard truth for you. If you look in the mirror and you don't know who you are outside of the person you're with or outside of your friendships or romantic relationship, it's time to be honest with yourself. Your 20s are about getting rooted in who you are first and not figuring out that through waiting on someone or through someone else to define that, okay? And in your 20s, you might not even know exactly who you are, right? So for me, when it all clicked is when I found out whose I was. And what I mean by that is knowing my life, my morals, my foundations, Um, my values are rooted in God and a faith. So it wasn't about knowing exactly who I was. It was more, who do I belong to? And like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, I'm a Christian and I have a faith and knowing that whose I am is God, because this helped me realize I don't need to show up in a relationship being perfect for somebody else. I am already loved beyond belief and can carry that truth with me into a relationship versus trying to seek it out and rely on someone else or something to fill a certain void. So I hope that makes sense. But also realizing all of that just helped me be okay being single as well, which is hard for a lot of women in their 20s. I think it was hard for me for sure. Like, I wanted to be in a relationship. Like I said, we're human. Like we desire to be and share our life with somebody. But being okay being single helped me show up to a relationship and be intentional with it. And this happened through a season of being singleness and being okay being single. And I'm not saying everyone out there listening to this needs to be single in their 20s and not what I'm saying at all because everybody has their own situation. But honestly, if you currently are single, this is such an opportunity, like such an opportunity, an opportunity to invest in yourself, your mental, your mental, I can't talk, your mental and physical health, find hobbies, make friends, find passions. And you can totally do these things in a relationship. I'm not saying this 
only happens when you're single, but when you're single, you have a blank canvas and can do all these things a little bit more easily and without some clouded judgment that maybe a relationship can bring or where you are um, considering somebody else as a piece of the puzzle. Um, So hopefully that makes sense in regards to relationships and understanding that it's not your job to fix other people or it's not your job to compromise your morals or beliefs for somebody else. And if you are currently in a relationship or in friendships where you can't, you don't know what your identity is outside of those things, it's really time to take a step back and think about how you can take advantage of your 20s that don't rely on other people. Yes, it's important to have community and have relationships and friendships, but the way you can show up to those relationships and friendships in a more intentional way is knowing who and whose you are first. And that is what I would tell 21-year-old Arissa, 22-year-old Arissa, which would have saved a lot of time for me to maximize my 20s a lot easier. But next, I want to talk about health in your 20s. Um, And it's always been a part of my lifestyle. I mean, I studied nutrition in college and I really enjoyed learning about the science of everything. But I will say in your 20s, it can be very easy to put this on the back burner because we just take advantage of our youth and we feel like our health is something we can worry about later. A lot of times your health is just defined on what you physically look like in your 20s and really it's about going a step deeper of not just physical but your mental health. And so your how to maximize your physical and mental health in your 20s is, is really important to start thinking about. And the first thing I encourage you to do in your 20s is find a consistent workout routine. Easier said than done. I know some of you guys might have heard that and started rolling your eyes, but the best workout you can do is one that you can enjoy. Just as I said in the beginning of the episode, the best diet you can have is one that you can say sustain and maintain. So workout routine, you know, we'll, we see all these things on TikTok and do this workout split or follow my leg day on TikTok. Just fill in the blank. You know, there's so many things out there, but First, find something that is consistent for you. And this starts with finding something that you enjoy or maybe something that you just hate the least. I get it. There's people out there that just thoroughly do not enjoy working out, do not enjoy getting sweaty. And that's a real thing too. But changing the mindset from working out or exercise being a punishment to it's something you get to do. That is a big realization that can kickstart you finding a consistent workout routine where it's not just to work out the cocktails you had with dinner with friends. It's not to punish yourself, but really it's a chance for you to say yes to yourself because you're able to. It's a choice that you are making for you. You are saying yes to your health. And a good place to start is not something like super intense, but maybe just simple. A walk, trying a different workout class is a really good place to start because it's something you can do with friends. It's something that creates a community, a positive environment, and it's just something new to get you out of an environment, maybe out of work, maybe out of the gym. But a, but the point of this is to 
go through a bit of a trial and error period. See what you like, see what you don't, maybe working out the beginning of the day or on your lunch break or after dinner, after work, find what works ultimately so then you can remain consistent and flexible to this workout routine. It doesn't have to be the same time every day, it doesn't have to be the same days every single week, but just finding what works and we want to do more of what works. Like for me, I have found that working out early in the morning, like 5, 6 a.m., I used to do that. And now I think back, again, this was like in my mid-20s. I was like, how the heck did I do that? I was just part of this hustle culture mindset. And I'm like, I need a morning routine. I need to wake up early and get my workout in. For some people that works and that's totally fine. But what I found what works for me is working out either when my workday ends because it helps me separate my workday and kind of my end of the day wind down routine um, where then I can go home and decompress after that. Um, some days I might like weekends. I know I love working out like at that 9, 10 a.m. where I can have a slow morning. And some days I work out maybe like at two. Like I am flexible to my routine, but I know on Tuesdays and Thursdays I'm able to work out at a certain time and I enjoy it. Mondays are in the evening. Like I know because I have trials and error. So just finding what works by taking a step to try something new um, and remain consistent to it and flexible. Um, And also know that like working out can help improve your sleep. And this taps into your mental, there I go saying mental again, guys, what is happening? Mental and physical health. Working out can help improve your sleep because working out reduces stress and anxiety. Exercise is a natural stress reliever and high stress and anxiety can often disrupt your sleep patterns, making it difficult to fall asleep and stay asleep. So exercise can really help mitigate this. I know in your 20s, obviously we're going through a lot of challenges and changes and being okay with that. Um, So stress and anxiety is definitely present. And so investing in a consistent workout routine and developing these habits can kill two birds with one stone. Working out also increases melatonin production. So again, talking about sleep, melatonin is a hormone that regulates sleep in your wake cycle. So like your circadian rhythm. So again, killing two birds with one stone. I know in your twenties, you're like, oh, I can sleep when I'm dead. And you just put that on the back burner. But sleep can, if a lack of sleep can increase your cortisol levels, which you which is your stress hormone. And so again, these are things we're just like not thinking about in your 20s because you think you can just like, again, take advantage of your quote youthfulness. But these things are still important because if you have a lack of sleep, this obviously reduces your energy. And how do you expect to show up as a girl who can with low energy? I mean, you're here because you want to be the girl who can. So I'm telling you, get get some more hours of sleep in your 20s. Please, I beg you. 5 hours is not enough. 4 hours is not enough. Maybe starts with a consistent exercise routine because it can help you also get physically tired to actually go to sleep. Okay, I will move on from sleep, but also in regards to health and um your 20s, think about micro habits. So, what I mean here is in your 20s, I feel like Again, I point to a lot of things on social media, 
But on social media, we've kind of glamorized the self-care world. And you feel like to be the it girl or that girl, you have to have this morning routine and journal every day and go on your hot girl walks, get a massage, whatever, fill in the blank. But actually, self-care habits can be as small as saying no to plans you made because you feel like resting or staying off social media for one day or getting out for a 10 minute walk instead of this aesthetic 30 minute walk with like your um, cool looking shoes, Lululemon fanny pack, a Stanley cup in your headphones. You know, like it can be 10 minutes on your lunch break. Okay. Some of us got to work or getting your favorite smoothie on your way to work as a treat or after work or after a workout class. These little micro habits are self-care because these little things optimize your happiness and they add up and they can be stacked little by little and have an effect on your mood, your day, and your ability to say yes to you. And they overall change your outlook on the day. Trust me, it's just about these little micro habits. It doesn't have to be this grandiose morning routine or consistently journey journaling in your five minute journal every single day and posting a picture of it on your social media to let everybody know that you are journaling. Do it in quiet. What you do when nobody is looking is what prepares you for the real world, okay? So I just wanted to... Put that out there, micro habits, instead of these big, big goals. Start small, 1% each day. And these things can be stacked, as I mentioned, and can add up over time. Next point in regards to health is don't be afraid of the dessert. That's what I would tell my younger self. Because I I mentioned this before in this episode, but I think a lot of our 20s is about like how we look, what we what our bodies look like, what we're wearing, our makeup, our skin, you know, all of the above. And in regards to food and nutrition, I think there's this narrative that can sometimes happen that what you eat equates to your physical appearance. And I think a lot of me- our mental capacity sometimes in our 20s goes to what we look like. And if you have a butt with abs, but let's remember that food is also meant to be eaten out of satisfaction. You can go out to eat with your friends and enjoy that dessert. You enjoying that dessert is not you falling off track. It's not going to ruin your progress. It's not going to harm you. It's not something that you should feel guilty about. It's not something that you, quote, shouldn't be eating. And it's not something that you should feel like you need to work off the next day by doing an extra 30 minutes of cardio. It is something that you should enjoy. The stress a food causes is more damaging than the food itself. And I'm not saying have dessert for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, okay? I'm a dietitian here, but I am saying that having a good relationship with food is important to prioritize in your 20s. Because that sets you up for life. Think about when you have kids one day, you know, you want them to have a good relationship with your their food. And that comes from what they, how they see you behave around food. So really starting to think about this now, because I see a lot of 
as a dietitian, I see a lot of girls in their 20s who have a really poor relationship with food and labeling food as good and bad and them saying I shouldn't have gone out to eat or I'm trying to be healthy and I shouldn't have had this dessert. Um, But first knowing that food is meant to fuel you and that means that having a diet that is, yeah, full of color, variety, meaning something other than just chicken, veggies, and rice, because that's really boring, that chicken, veggies, and rice does not equal health, but health also doesn't equal a diet full of Taco Bell and Top Ramen for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but more so finding a balance of where you are trying to build a foundation of a quality diet that includes fruits, veggies, variety, but that variety also including the times you go out to eat with your girlfriends for dessert and dinner and cocktails and going on trips and not feeling guilt associated for these things when you're trying to pursue health. Because as I mentioned, food is meant to fuel you, meaning energy of establishing that good quality diet, but food is also meant to be satisfied and enjoyed. And we all know that pizza is enjoyable, pasta is enjoyable, and dessert and cocktails are enjoyable and they should be enjoyed. And piggybacking off that last point about enjoying the dessert, and I want to tie this into another point about health and maximizing your 20s, is learning how to cook in your 20s. I'm not saying be a chef and need to take cooking lessons and be, you know, a food blogger, but don't be afraid of your kitchen, a pasta, a stir fry, a salad, a sandwich to keep it simple. Because cooking, from what I found, helps you develop patience with yourself, creativity, and invites in control over your health. A lot of times when I am coaching clients who are in their 20s, sometimes it can be easy, convenient, and we all want this instant gratification where we're going out to eat on a frequent basis. But try and cook at home and pick up a new veggie at the store And then look at Instagram, Pinterest, and see how to cook it. Maybe one night you you make it a goal to cook. Think about micro habits. Micro habits, it doesn't have to be you have to cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But you start to control your snacks or you start to control one dinner. Maybe one night a week you tell yourself, hey, I'm going to cook dinner. And it can be something fun like buying pre-made pizza dough and making yourself a pizza at home, opening up a bottle of wine and having a glass of wine to yourself. We're so used to this instant gratification. And yeah, for sure, you can totally go get a pizza. I'm not saying don't do that. But cooking for yourself, like I mentioned, can teach you a lot of patience because you might not be good at it. And that's okay. Like I said, start with a sandwich, start with pasta things that aren't really that hard to mess up, but this skill can be added onto to then make healthy dishes and invest in your health and be in control of your nutrition and being open to trying new things. And it also saves a lot of money by cooking at home. But overall, just to tie this up, remember your 20s are a time of growth, discovery, failures, wins, challenges, really all of the above. And it's important to prioritize the things that matter the most to you. You know, I discussed things about relationships um, and touched on some things in regards to health, but ultimately think about and write down what is important to you and then establish actions for then you to be the girl who can in your 20s. And there are so many more things that I want to talk about 
around this topic. And that's going to be in part two. So stay tuned for next week where I'm going to dive into careers in your 20s, moving through comparison in your 20s and taking risks in your 20s to overall just maximize uh, your 20s and take advantage of it. Um, And that's what we will cover in next week's episode for part two. So make sure you stick around next week. But if this episode was helpful for you, please let me know. As I mentioned, my social media accounts are in the show notes. Come connect with me over on there. Tell me who you are. Tell me what you learned. And if you did learn something or this was helpful, take a screenshot and put it on your story and tag me so then I can repost it. And then people that you know can also be encouraged to listen to this and we can grow the community and hype more girls up to feel like the girl who can. But I appreciate you, whoever you are, as always, for listening. If you could do one last thing, and that is write a review. If you haven't done so already over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, it helps the growth of the show out so much, and it means the world to me. You just tap the stars and leave a sentence, a written review. It takes 20 seconds. I know you can be the girl who leaves a review, but friends, we will chat next Wednesday, and I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. 